0: And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. I can tell that this is going to be perhaps the most energetic episode. Of the DDT podcast that there has ever been. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews joined as always by Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Doc, how are
1: you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm sitting here with my spiked and and sparkling seltzer uh, with a hint of pomegranate flavoring. Uh, So is
0: that hard seltzer?
1: Uh, yep, 5% alcohol by volume. Okay, now Spiked explain. Sparkling water with natural flavors.
0: Now, as someone who knows more about most things than I do, what does that mean when it says 5%? That means 5% of that beverage is alcohol? Yes, that is what that means. Okay. That seems. W- what is a proof? Not, like, an algebraic proof or a geometric proof, but, like, when they say this beverage is... Half. 30 proof.
1: Grain alcohol, which ostensibly would be 100% alcohol, is 200 proof.
0: Why not just call it 100% alcohol? Because
1: apparently that was too difficult, D.C., Okay. Someone, somewhere.
0: Got it. Okay. If there's no logical explanation, I'm actually very happy to accept that.
1: I bet you there is a logical explanation. Um, Let's see. Alcohol proof is a measure of how much ethanol is contained in an alcoholic beverage. Yes, we knew that. The term was originally used in the United Kingdom. Did we, though? Did we? Well, it's basically what it said. And was equal to about 1.7 times the alcohol by volume. The UK now uses the ABV standard instead of alcohol proof. In the United States, alcohol proof is defined as twice the percentage of ABV. That's what I've said. It doesn't actually tell me anything. Okay. Yeah. Back in the 16th century England, Glenn, this is your fault, I know (laughs) now, when spirits were taxed at different rates depending on their alcohol content. Spirits were tested by soaking a pellet of gunpowder in them. If the gunpowder could still burn, the spirits were rated above proof and taxed at a higher rate. Okay. Well, I well, whatever. <laughs> Interesting. We never said you they... learned
0: anything listening to this podcast. No,
1: no, certainly nothing useful, anyways.
0: Um, well, I suppose that makes sense. So if it burned, they, therefore they proved it was alcohol, so it was above the proof.
1: Gunpowder would not burn if soaked in rum that contained less than 57.15% alcohol by volume. Rum that contained this percentage of alcohol was defined as having 100 degrees proof. All right. Okay.
0: So really, there's no earthly reason. Kind of the same way, I don't know that there's a reason anymore that we changed the clocks back, yet we did that this weekend.
1: We sure did. Don't you just love it when you, well, I don't know if this is your problem, but when I leave work at 4.30 and it is pitch black outside, we're not quite there yet. We'll be there in a couple of weeks, but... Oh, it's my favorite part of turning the clocks back. It
0: is, it is a mixed blessing for me because on one hand, uh, it was dark. Prior to the time change, it was dark when we left the house at around 7 o'clock. Um, it, was, it was fairly dark out. So the fact that it is now lighter when we leave makes me feel better. But when I do work late and I am coming home in the dark, that is less fun. And why is it that I assume when I'm driving in the dark that every pair of headlights behind me is a police officer? Because you're paranoid. That is a very true statement. Uh, Are you paranoid individual, DC? Next time you see my wife, ask her that question. <laughs> really? Yeah.
1: Huh. All right. You hide it well, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a mixture of paranoia and only child syndrome. So I am convinced That the world is all about me, so therefore, everything must have to do with me. When you
1: were a kid, did you ever do one of those thought experiments? not really a thought experiment, but as an adult, maybe it is. But ever as a kid, did you ever have the thought that, like, every other person in the world is a robot? Just here, interacting with me. I'm the only
0: real person. Let me give you, I did not believe my life was like the Truman Show. But let me give you an example of my paranoia. I don't think they were robots in the They trilogy. weren't. Oh. They were just actors. Um, well,
1: that's different.
0: Completely was, different thing. When I was a kid, I would sit in uh-huh. the backseat of the car, and every time my dad looked in the mirror, I was convinced, because I could see his eyes, I was convinced he was glaring at me for having done something wrong. So I spent... Well,
1: in fairness, it could be true that whenever he was looking at you in the rear view mirror, that he was glaring at you because you had done something wrong. Yes. That is still possible.
0: Yes, I suppose so. But uh, but it was just, I was convinced. Like, I to the point that I didn't realize the mirror was there for another reason. Like, <laughs> I thought maybe the mirror was solely there <laughs> to keep me in check. Uh, this is uh, apropos to nothing, but the computer chair behind you, is that new or just in a new space?
1: Uh, it's, it's the old computer chair. It hasn't left this room since I got the new computer chair. It just happens to be in a place where you can see it currently. Cause okay,
0: it's usually behind you yeah. over by the printer.
1: Yeah, okay. I just, I've been doing some, uh, you know, Halloween stuff, so things got, it. And got
0: shifted around. Got it, it, okay. That's um, all. I believe we have podcasted since Halloween. I think we t- we talked yeah. actually the day after. Uh, so the big news of this week is something you tweeted out just today. Uh, you are no longer a subscriber to WWE Network.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wish there was an interesting story to tell here, but because Lord knows we've got less than 10 minutes into this podcast, and we need something interesting no, to I talk disagree. about. I disagree.
0: I disagree. Uh, there's oh. been a little bit of therapy, and we learned about alcohol.
1: Well, I'm going to keep drinking my alcohol. This is and what, as this, I is I what
0: this podcast will be now that we're not a, a, solely a wrestling show.
1: Right. Right. Agreed. So let me talk a little bit about wrestling. Um, I canceled my subscription to the WWE Network because I don't have a use for it currently. Um, the May Young Classic is over. Correct. I enjoyed watching that. Correct. I have no reason to watch 205 Live. I just don't. Sure. I'd like to watch NXT possibly. However, I get Hulu, which means I can watch NXT the day after it airs on WWE Network anyways. Okay. Therefore, I can still watch that show. Um.
0: The pay-per-views, really. Is the only but what pay-per-views like War Games coming up in two weeks, Survivor Series. Yeah, I will miss the
1: NXT pay-per-views potentially. I'm not. I'll have to look to see if there's another way for me to watch those. I don't know if those come to Hulu the day after or not. They may not. I don't um, believe
0: they do. I believe it's just the weekly shows.
1: But honestly, if I end up missing those at this point, I mean. They do they do an NXT takeover what? Once every
0: 3 months? Ish, it's about 4 a year, 4 or 5 a year.
1: Yeah, I I don't know, that's not enough for me to subscribe every month. If I'm real interested, I'll uh I'll resubscribe for a month. I'll give them my 9.99. But hmm. Crown Jewel by All Accounts was a terrible show. Um I did not watch. I I, I didn't either. I did not, but let me just put it this way. Just seeing what came out of it. Shane McMahon winning the World Cup. Right, I'm not offended. Like I said, this is not an interesting story, but, uh, you know, why I canceled, but it's stupid. It's insulting to pretty much any of the people who participated in that tournament and to any of the talent actually on the roster. Um, Brock Lesnar is now our universal champion. Again, yep. even though it would be very easy to put this on to somebody who the crowd would love to see as your universal champion, could have been very easy to do it in that same match. Uh, like, I'm not interested in seeing Brock Lesnar at this point. I'm not interested. I mean, and in fairness, no, That's no hate against, uh, against Joe himself, but I'm not interested. I wasn't interested in seeing Roman Reigns as the champion not interested in Brock Lesnar. I'm not interested in in Shane McMahon doing whatever he's doing now in Survivor Series. Um mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? It's just they they're not giving me anything. To be
0: fair, were it not for this podcast, you would have canceled the WWE network a long time ago.
1: That's that's possibly true, hard to say. I mean, I will say it's not all completely lost. I saw some clips from Raw this week. I think it was Raw. Um And I think they're doing some real interesting stuff with Drew McIntyre. I like that whole thing with Kurt Angle, um, the match that they were putting on there. I thought that whole thing came off rather well. I'm interested in Drew McIntyre. I really am. But I also sort of feel like it's going to be a year or more before he actually does anything.
0: You know? It's 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 interesting to me, you know. I didn't I didn't watch Crown Jewel. Um, part of it was I was working, and part of it was I just it wasn't interesting to me. And every you know there was there was so much negativity around it. I was like, you know what? I I, I was a little disappointed at how much people were talking about it and how many people were actually still watching it because it's one of those things that if people really wanted to make a statement. Don't use the hashtag. Don't get it trending. Talk about something else. And right. so, so, or
1: if you really want to make a difference,
0: cancel your subscription to the WWE Network. That is also like tr- Doc Manson. That is also true. Um, the Shane McMahon thing was weird. I didn't watch any wrestling this week. It has been a whirlwind of a week for me. I'm heading away. I'm heading to Boston for a few days next week. So a what? I will be. I, I'm heading to Boston for a few days. Why? Uh, Mrs. Matthews is attending a, a conference, and I was going to go to the conference and was not allowed to go to the conference uh, by – well, that's not true. Uh, my, my employers were not willing to pay for me to go to the conference, so I'm no longer going to the conference. So instead, I will be just hanging out in, in a hotel – and, and in the general Boston area for a couple of days while Mrs. Matthews goes to a conference.
1: Have you talked at all to any of the New Age insiders?
0: They know about it. Um, Chip, Chip and I have a conversation going about him potentially wandering my way. So here's the thing. I'm not a big city person. Um, I'm not particularly comfortable going out. Like, I, I literally well, luckily for you, Boston is not a big city. I understand that, but there is probably a block between the hotel and where Mrs. Matthews will be, and I. It's very likely that I will not leave that block for the three days. I will find a nice coffee shop. I will find a nice restaurant, and I will. I will probably just meander. Where in Boston are you going? That way, uh, down port towards the harbor. The harbor.
1: Well, let me see here. I'm just going to check this out real quick because, oh, no, that's mm. November 10th and 11th, which are, is coming up, but probably won't be when you're there. Uh, Kaiju Big Battle has two shows happening in Somerville that would have been a quick tea ride away from
0: yeah. where you are. Nope. I, I will be there. uh a week from this moment, actually. We will need to record uh, probably a day early because I will be away. I'm debating the merits of whether or not I want to lug all my audio equipment to to Boston. It would be prime podcasting time. I'm considering doing some writing. Uh, Jeremy suggested making some sort of epic tournament or list with all my free time. So uh, I, I'm considering that alternative as well. But um, – but yeah, so it's been it's been kind of crazy getting myself prepped for that. I was, I was at a conference myself yesterday, so I haven't had the chance to watch any wrestling at all. Uh, but I didn't mind. The point I was trying to make is that I didn't mind that Shane won. I figured they were doing something. I didn't know what it was, but that was okay. Um, I don't mind that Brock's a champion. I would have loved Braun to be champion, but I do understand that – They've spent the better part of the last three or four years making Brock Lesnar this next big thing. Roman Reigns was the only person to defeat him. If all of a sudden, now that he's lost, Braun Strowman happens to beat him, there, there's a little bit of that mystique gone. I think they could have handled it, but I understand the reasoning for it. Um, so we'll see. I'm, I'm excited for Survivor Series. The, the champion versus champion thing works for me. Brock versus AJ was good last year. It'll probably be good again. Rollins versus Nakamura is a match we've never seen before. Becky versus Ronda should be really fun. The Authors of Pain are wrestling The Bar. That's a match I haven't seen before. I will like to watch that. So.
1: Yeah, you- I don't know. I just, again, I- I'm not too excited about anything that I'm hearing.
0: I'm I am. not. I- I am, it's honestly,
1: I'm not watching Raw and SmackDown. I've, I've fallen out of their ecosystem, sure. as it were.
0: Sure. Um. Without that weekly
1: infusion, I, I don't think they've got a chance of retaining my attention.
0: I, I am debating the merits, and if you're a if you work for WWE, plug your ears. What I'm about to say has no interest to you, so plug your ears. I, I am debating the merits of tweaking my WWE network login info to reflect our podcast. In all of its usernames and passwords. So, I, I, I might be willing to to share the WWE network with you on the times that you would actually like, so you could watch War Games, because War Games is going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, uh, and actually, that would work out perfectly, because I think they do do a thing where they sort of geofence you. So, like, you have to be behind the same IP address. Otherwise, you can only watch a single stream. Um, but you don't watch it when the show's actually on, anyways. So.
0: I do sometimes, but uh, all right. We'd we'll, we'd have to we'd have, we'd to, have look to test. At, we'd have to test, but, but yeah, uh,
1: I don't know. I've been I and mean, I have been pondering since I sort of decided that I was going to get rid of the WWE network. I only canceled it today, but I've sort of known for a couple of days I was going to. Um, and you know, I was looking again at Global Force Network sure. or whatever it's called. I don't forget. I don't think that's actually right. Is it Global Force? Network? I don't know. Anyways, Impact the Impact Wrestling. I think it's
0: it's impact. I don't know if it's Impact Network or Impact On Demand or something like that.
1: Well, all I know is when I was looking at the Global Force thing, um, it looks like it doesn't actually get Impact episodes until about a month later. And it also looks like it does not include any of the current pay-per-views. It may include stuff from years ago, but not anything current.
0: (laughs) Which to me would, would be a feature, not a bug. But I can understand for some people that that would be a problem.
1: Why is that a feature, not a
0: bug? Because I tend to like to go back and watch the old stuff. I'm not, myself personally, I am not interested in Eli Drake or uh, Sammy Callahan or whoever else is in Impact. I'd want to go back and watch Joe versus Daniels and Curryman and Hector Garza and all of that. I would like to watch the
1: current product and I'd like to be able to watch the blow
0: offs, the pay per views for less than $40. Well, and I was looking into because, uh, Evolve is becoming very quickly a WWE product. I said to myself, Hey, if there's a streaming service that gets me to be able to catch up on Evolve and be familiar with the characters and kind of the, the, the general scene there, I would do it. But I think you have to get it through that WWN live and pay-per-views are still like 20, 25, $30. And I was like, no, I'm not willing to give you that much money.
1: No, I'm not either. Um, and so after that was kind of a no-go. I said to myself,
0: New Japan, well, New Japan, New nope. Japan.
1: I'm not interested in New Japan. I'm just not. I'm, I'm really just not. Like, There's there, a wrestler as far as, whose
0: gimmick, as far as anyone knows, is he likes balloons. Great.
1: <laughs> but, like, the fact that they don't – this is going to sound bad, but they don't have English commentary for all of their shows. Sure. Like, I'm there for the stories. And if I can't actually watch all the content and understand it, yep. I'm not interested.
0: That's fair. So, so, uh, so where does I've that been looking lead? at Shikara. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I think it's only seven ninety nine a month.
0: What was it? Uh, was it Glenn who sent a match to us to watch from Shakara? And I'm yes. I'm wa- I'm watching it and seeing all the guys in the masks, and I'm like, this is kind of a Doc Nansen thing. Like I, I, I can see.
1: I watched the ep- I, I, I watched some of that match that Glenn sent us, and I didn't think the wrestling was that good. Yeah. I, so, I, so I don't know. I, 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 it, maybe it's just that match. I think I'm willing to at least give him a shot. They, there's a free one-week trial, which I may sign up for, and just sort of skip around and see what the general quality of the action is. Sure. Because I do think that the characters in Chikara are interesting to me.
0: For sure. I believe there's a character called Fire Ant, and I think he is a member of like a family of ants. Which mm-hmm. to me is mm-hmm. is just entertaining. And then there's Kaiju Big Battle. And I was
1: I was looking at Kaiju Big Battle, but i don't know they have a streaming service. Sad. Um and then so Chakara, I think might be good because I understand that it is a comedy um troupe to some degree. Sure. And I think that does appeal to me, at least in the short term. Maybe, uh, they said to give it a shot. But I've also been thinking about how much I really did enjoy the Evolution pay-per-view. And so I start thinking about maybe Shine mm-hmm. or Women of Honor or mm-hmm. shimmer? what's the other is one? Is that
0: Shine? Shimmer. Not Shine. What? Is, are Shimmer and Shine two different things? I believe so, yes. Oh,
1: Okay. Yeah, but I'm not, again, I'm not, I have to look, I'm not sure if any of those actually have streaming services or what they cost, if they include pay-per-views, because like the Ring of Honor one, again, does not include pay-per-views, you get a discount or something.
0: Yeah. But, no, I was a member of honor club or whatever it's called. And yeah, you got like 15% off pay per views. And I was like, no, in the world of the WWE network. And this is what, you know, all of these little promotions, they need to have some sort of unifying party that comes together and says, look, cause even if they were charging $20 a month, but you got everything, I'd do it for some of these shows because I
1: would be more tempted as well if it was a flat fee.
0: And if they combined, if they were like, look, you could see Evolve and Shakara and we will put PWG on there in case you want to learn about P- – like that would be something that would interest me. And I don't think I'm ever going to cancel WWE Network, but I would be willing to give more money to other promotions if they made it feasible. Paying right. $40 per pay-per-view is no longer something I am willing to do.
1: So I, I, that said, I haven't really made any you know, decisions. Those of you out there listening to DDT Pod today, if yeah. you have a streaming service that you're aware of that you think I'd like, uh, tweet me at Doc Manson. I would be at least be interested in checking it out. Again, mm-hmm. I, I do think I'm aiming for something that's about $10 a month. Sure. Ideally, it would be something that gets me all of the current programming. Um, so, I, again, I know that excludes several promotions right yeah. off the bat. But if you're aware of something, at least
0: make me aware of it. There might be a Mexican one. Like CMLL might have something or AAA. But again, I don't know that they'd have English commentary. So Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, all right. Well, uh, I wish you well in your future endeavors. Thank without, you. you know, I, I, what's nice about this is you're saying you canceled the WWE Network, but you're not drawing a line in the sand and saying, you know, WWE. Oh, no. Like, I think, you, know, you might be back for the Rumble. You might be back yeah, for WrestleMania season. Definitely. I think I definitely will be
1: back from Rumble to Mania. And uh, it's just, honestly, right now, Survivor Series
0: never would have been one of my favorite shows. Uh, I always loved it. The fact that they're going to have a five team versus five team match is hilarious, but I'm super excited for it. Because I've put, seen like, that the, before, and it's
1: literally just the whole
0: ring has yeah. people standing all the way around it. Yep. You can't really run the ropes because there's guys there. Yeah. And, and usually if one person gets eliminated, the whole team gets eliminated. I, I don't know. It's just goofy fun. Like it's going to get the Cologne brothers and the Ascension on a pay-per-view again. I'm all for it. So I, I'm looking forward to it. And again, I, I've, wa- I literally, I have like three weeks of NXT UK to catch up on. I didn't watch this week's NXT. I'm super excited that Nikki Cross made her main roster debut. That's exciting. Uh, but I'm I'm super behind. Luckily, I have Monday off to catch up. Um, I have Monday off. I do not, as I'm, usual. Well, I'm just saying you don't yet, but you could. No, no,
1: no. I I, I could not. Mondays are my busy days, and since it's not Ugh. a holiday, I have way too many responsibilities to actually take it off. Son of a bitch.
0: Yeah. All right. Sorry. Like, we go to, to Moe's.
1: It'd be great. You can still we can still go to Moe's if you want to come to campus. But <laughs> I'd
0: come to campus. Yeah, right now, I don't. I, right now, I'm not sure I have a whole lot going up. So uh, I we should list at some point. We're about two weeks behind. If you want to, you know, list right now, or all right,
1: number four hundred
0: and fifty three, <laughs> men's list four hundred and fifty three. Hold on, are you really pulling this up right now? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> we got a bunch of emails. Although Rob said he just sent me one, but I don't have it. So sorry, Rob. Uh, maybe yeah, not seeing it. Sorry, Rob. But, yeah, yeah, sure, I'm pulling up the the, the names. So uh, for those of you who've never heard an episode of The List, how dare you? Uh, go back and check it out. We are ranking the greatest wrestlers of all time. Oh, wait
1: a minute. I am seeing a uh,
0: message that went to our spam folder. Oh. That doesn't make me feel very good. Uh, but, yeah, the, the current top ten, while I'm waiting for this to load, uh, Roddy Piper is number ten. Kevin Owens, number nine, Iron Sheik is number eight, Oscar is at seven, Scott Hall is number six, John Cena is number five, Mr. McMahon is number four, The Macho Man Randy Savage is number three, Chris Jericho is the second greatest wrestler of all time, and the first greatest wrestler of all time, as many of you could guess, is The Undertaker. So I'm looking at our list. I'm going down to 453. This is a decent name to, uh, to talk about. Uh, he is currently, I believe, the one of the commentators for Lucha Underground. It is your teacher, Matt Stryker.
1: I like Matt Stryker.
0: I know I've watched him wrestle because I believe he wrestled in a uh, sweater vest, and I enjoy that. But uh, I'm just going to go ahead and go it.
1: to uh, real quick DDT forward slash the list, because there I can very quickly see what our list currently is, as well sure. as the list to pick from. And that means uh, it would help me be able to rank Matt Striker right now. live There are on this currently episode.
0: there are currently 293 members of the official list. Uh, Although some tag teams are grouped together, so it's far more than that. The Horner line, which is kind of the solid hand line, currently stands at 231. Uh, Let's see, what other lines do we have? The Mantar line is at 129.
1: Yeah, I don't think we have to go too high. Um, The Tim Horner line at 231 is probably... because The thing I like most about Matt Stryker is his gimmick, his character... His ability to speak as a wrestler, he was fine, but he never really
0: did anything. As an educator, uh, I appreciate that he tried to follow his dream and literally be a teacher who also wrestled. And then I believe he was caught and had to resign and then wound up making a career out of that. But I don't remember him being a very good wrestler. Like I'd go ahead and say, you know, looking at this list. Luther Reigns, the Mean Street Posse, Scotty Riggs. These are all guys who maybe he's on their level, but he's probably even below that.
1: Yeah, in terms of wrestling, I'm not 100% sure. But I will say, in terms of commentators, he's pretty good.
0: I like him on commentary, but this is not the list of commentary. But isn't it? It's It's our commentary.
1: Well, I'm just saying the, the, the road dog is so high on this list because of his ability to speak.
0: Yeah, but that's cutting a promo. We're not talking about uh, Matt Stryker's ability to cut a promo. We're talking about him being able to be a commentator.
1: Yeah, but I think we have to talk about both things when we're ranking him. Like, I imagine, I don't know this for sure, but I imagine JR is going to be ranked at some point, And I'm not going to talk about JR just as a wrestler.
0: See, we're we're entering into dangerous territory here, because while Jim Ross has wrestled, not very well, but he's done it. That's what I'm Um, saying. If we start doing that, then I have to, like, do we need to consider all of them? Like, Gorilla Monsoon's not on this list, I don't believe, because he wrestled before the pay-per-view era, but he was a wrestler and he was a commentator. If you
1: wanted to amend the men's list to include every commentary
0: team. Oh, if we're ranking teams, that's different.
1: I'm not saying we're going to rank them as a team, but every member of every commentary team,
0: I'm okay with it. What about managers, then? Shouldn't we open it up to managers? Yep. Thanks. Now I have my project for when I'm in Boston. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Adding another 400 names to this list. It can't be that many. There's been a lot of managers and a lot of people on commentary. Are we going to call Mike? And oh, and then again, okay, what about um, authority figures? Do we put Vicky Guerrero on there? Absolutely.
1: Mike and Adam Lee? I think so. I mean, hey, in fairness, like in terms of managers, right, I know that she had a wrestling career, but we ranked Sensational
0: Sherry. We ranked her based. Yeah, but we ranked her based on her wrestling career.
1: I think we also ranked her based off of her participation as a manager.
0: I don't want this podcast to end, so I'm willing to go for this, but you understand we are we are opening up the floodgates. Mr. Because Fuji! Not only, not only are we going to have a lot of them, but I'm also going to have to dig deep and find a whole bunch of people, and you don't know who they are.
1: But you could not
0: dig that deep. <laughs> I could. I could (laughs) just put the managers and commentators that come up off the top of my head. That's fair. All I'm saying
1: is, I think we should amend the list so that at some point we are forced to rank RoboCop.
0: (laughs) We'll put him around the impersonator of President Clinton during one of those WrestleManias. And Pam Anderson, who was also at one of those WrestleManias. We
1: ranked an impersonator for something, didn't we? A Trump impersonator or something?
0: Yeah, but we ranked the actual guy. Like,
1: yeah, but the we person ranked him was... based off of his performance as a Trump impersonator <laughs> in a wrestling match.
0: I understand that some of you listening under- are going to be like, okay, they jumped the shark, <laughs> but this, this, this list jumped the shark, episode one. I mean... I think everybody knows that, right? (laughs) Uh, We need to rank Matt Stryker. So how high are you willing to go? Let me throw out a name here. Am Uh, I able
1: to rank him based off of my love of him as a commentator?
0: Sure. Uh, Let's go with uh, Matt Stryker or Rob Conway. Because you're re-ranking him based on your love of his theme song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Rob Conway probably wins. Uh okay then, but here's here's one that's not that far away. Uh, Matt Stryker or Carl Anderson.
1: Again, I ha- I act while he hasn't done anything in the WWE. I think I have to respect Carl Anderson's other accomplishments and involvements, so I will give it to Carl Anderson again.
0: Matt Stryker or Rich Swan.
1: Now we're talking.
0: Because we've got Rich Swann
1: Yeah, where are they? What, what's the number?
0: 164 and 165, respectively.
1: All right, I'm so looking we... just below that. We're talking Crime Time. We're talking The Ascension. Yep. We're talking Buddy Murphy. Hmm. Well, who's
0: going to go up? Because he's now cruiserweight champion, so when we reconcile every fifteen episodes, and by that I mean we've done it once, uh, we reconcile the list where we consider whether we need to move people up or down. Yeah, I think I, I'm. Actually I like pretty that we're happy. saying this. I like that we're saying this as if there are really people who don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> You're the one explaining as, it. I as like. If there's if hundreds if, of people listening to this, and some of them are like, "What? what they have another podcast?"
1: One. I, I'm I'm gonna say like one sixty ish. You could argue him above Tainara Conti for me, um, if you wanted, at 159.
0: Sure. Not 158. Silas Young is the last real man. All right. 159, Matt Stryker. I'll far higher it. than I thought.
1: Uh, that You do realize I've ranked him higher than a lot of the talent in Lucha Underground.
0: Yeah. Well, that makes sense, because the talent in Lucha Underground is relies on Matt Stryker to make them relevant. Mm. And if he wasn't as say, good.
1: when I was watching Lucha Underground, I legitimately thought Matt Stryker was maybe one of the best announcers currently on television. I don't know if that's still true because, like, really that was before, you know, before Corey Graves was a regular part of the announce team sure. um, and so on and so forth. But I'll take him any day of the week over Michael Cole, that's for sure.
0: That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Well, there we go. A little quick uh, listing action for you on an episode of DDT Pod. Maybe this becomes a thing. You know, this will last a whole lot longer if we only do two or three a week. It's true.
1: It'll last. Dare I say, forever?
0: Uh, what else will last forever? Are our emails and our love for our email besties? We have se- We got seven, which I think is a respectable a baker's number. Dozen. Not quite a baker's dozen, but podcast at ddtwrestling.com is the email. The first one was sent way back on November 2nd, and it comes from Brandon Banks, titled Wonton and Chat Rooms.
1: Wonton soup is also one of my favorite foods, and now I really want some. Fun fact about the little DDT chat group, this is the original NAI Patreon chat room. The chat room was moved to Discord because you can only have 50 people in a Twitter private group chat. I know, the numbers are mind-blowing, right? Discord takes a while to get used to, but other than that, I generally enjoy using it. I hope you do consider having or opening up a DDT Patreon chat. All hail Chip, keep up the work, sent from my Zach Morris brick phone.
0: I like keep up the work. Yeah. Not good work. No. Just the work. <laughs> it's accurate. It's accurate. Oh, oh, Brandon. Um, yeah, I haven't, I, you know, I I am slightly more familiar with Discord now than I was a week ago, probably, but, uh, I still really don't know how it works.
1: That's fair. I I realize that if we're going to adopt any sort of additional technological thing, it's going to be off of me figuring it out, so it's fine.
0: Um... I, you can, you, when you, when you sign up, cause I did log in just to kind of test it. You, you're said, you're supposed to create your own server. And then I believe you send that link out to other people and they can then join your server. So yep. I, I don't think it is that complicated. Um, but, uh, we have to understand that Doc doesn't watch wrestling anymore. And I, uh, don't stay up that late. I was in bed before 8 PM last night.
1: I slept for less than like three hours the night before last.
0: Have, do you find that when when you do that, I'll, I won't ask what was it insomnia? Were you up on a project? Like, no, I just couldn't sleep. Um, I find that the day af- the day after you is not bad, it's the day after that. No, the day after was terrible. Okay I, fi- I find that the day after I can made I can muddle through. I muddled the de- through,
1: don't get me wrong, but by the time I got home from work, I was like, I want to go to bed right now.
0: What time did you go to bed? Normal time, but. You, well, no. I At 7.30, I wandered into to the bedroom, and I announced to an empty room, because I thought Mrs. Matthews was in there, and she wasn't, that <laughs> I was tired. And uh, I, I was asleep within 20 minutes. Lovely. Then proceeded to wake up at 2.30 thinking it was,
1: you know, 6. How do we get 50 uh, Patreons? I don't know. We probably I, have to, I, like, interview people and be
0: relevant, right? Uh, we can interview people all we want. I don't know if we'll ever be relevant. but Yeah. I probably do not. Want, I do like wonton soup.
1: Oh, yeah. It's so good. I almost... We mentioned wonton soup in the car on the way home from work tonight, and that was almost enough to get Mrs. Manson to call in an order to pick up on the way home. It actually (laughs) didn't happen, but but, but, supposedly this was the deal. Uh, We are now going to plan to put in an order to pick up on the way home tomorrow.
0: I'd like to point out, while I'm sure the wonton soup at your local place is good, I am a less than five minute drive from the gold standard of wonton soups. So if we were, I understand you can't take Monday off. I get that. But if we were hypothetically to get together and either record some list shows or just, you know, hang out and not watch wrestling, I would pick it up and bring it to you. All right. Just, just throwing it out there. Okay. That is how desperate I am for your friendship, Doc Manson, is I I will bring you the good soup. We should
1: get together and do some multiple lists. It's always easier right. when we have a, a hopper.
0: Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Our next email comes from our bestie, Glenn, titled Survivor Series.
1: Talking to DC on Wednesday on Twitter about Survivor Series and having a traditional five-on-five match between NXT US and NXT UK. So the question is, who would you have in each team? And I'll make it a little easier for Doc by saying you can have any U.S. NXT star since its conception, and for oh. the U.K., any British, Irish, or European star that has been through the NXT system. Thanks, as always, guys. Glenn,
0: I don't think that makes it any easier for you, but uh, All right. could you name could you name me five guys, any five talents that are currently part of NXT UK? Pete Dunne. Yeah. Tyler Bate. Yup.
1: Trent seven. Yup. <laughs> Wolfgang. There you go, that's four. I One
0: didn't more. know for sure if
1: he was actually still part of the system.
0: He had a great match with Tyler Bate.
1: All right. Um and then I could say Tony Storm, but that's kind there of cheating.
0: That's no, that's five. I, I count that.
1: Okay. I, All right. I don't think I, I can name another men's wrestler,
0: though. That's fine. Fu- well, and so here's the problem, because I, I knew he was going to send this email, um. so I've refrained from actually trying to think about it. But the what I was trying to get at was we were talking about Survivor Series and NXT, and this led to me asking uh, Glenn and Martin, what does NXT UK need to do to become like a big deal? You know, so you've got NXT, people kind of have an idea of who the NXT talents are, mainly because they're former indie darlings like Ricochet. Um, they don't really know who the 205 live guys are, and I don't think they're going to have any idea. Like, if I say the name Zach Gibson to you, do you know who I'm talking about?
1: I assume you're talking about Zach Morris.
0: Okay. And his brick phone that Brandon was was Uh texting with. Um, so if I'm going to, if I'm going to pick, I've got to include, British Strong Style, which is Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, and Trent Seven, because I think without them... I already said that. Yes. So, but you just were naming the people you know.
1: <laughs> Whatever. I would also include them as it were, though.
0: Yeah. And, you know, if I'm picking other two, Zach Gibson was the star of the second UK tournament. I never, I I never, I never, I never actually watched, watched
1: the second tournament, so...
0: yeah. Um, I would pick Dunn, Bate, Seven, and then I might throw in Gibson.
1: What about the guy that Finn Balor trained or was friends with or whatever? Is he still Jordan around? Jordan
0: Devlin. Yeah. yeah. I guess he was on recently, but again, I'm behind. Um, I would also pick Dave Mastiff, who is named uh, after a dog. Imagine if Kevin Owens decided to wrestle in only trunks. Yeah, that's kind of what he looks like. Except he's even more barrel chested. All right, than I I'm was. liking what I'm hearing. Uh, so I would pick those five, and then you know, again, you want to go with the undisputed era, but that's still that's filling up almost your whole team. So I'd go with hmm, Ricochet, uh, the War Raiders, Velveteen Dream. Sure, why not? Perhaps the future NXT champion, Velveteen Dream. And um, let's see. I want another baby face. Well, the sure, heart. We'll throw Alex, no. We'll throw to Alex, Alex no. Black in there.
1: No, the heart of NXT. You got to throw the heart of NXT in
0: there. Who? Johnny Gargano. Yeah, but I said I wanted a baby face.
1: He's not a baby face anymore?
0: See, you missed out. Oh, uh, well.
1: Yeah. Is Ciampa a face now? No. Are they friends again?
0: Um. No, but it, it seems to... Now, granted, again, I haven't caught up this week. So, spoiler alert if you're behind on NXT. Um, Johnny Gargano was revealed as the man who attacked Aleister Black. And so, apparently, on this week's episode, he was going to explain why he did it. But he's been acting fairly heelish. Okay. And so, at War Games, we're going to get Aleister Black versus Johnny Gargano. I'll watch it. How? (laughs) Theoretically, I'd watch it. (laughs) We're also going to get Ciampa versus the American Dream. Or not the American Dream. The Velveteen Dream. That'd be quite the trick. Oh, man. I'd I'd re-sign up. Yeah.
1: (laughs) No, I'm actually... I'm I'm honestly not that interested in that when you say it. Velveteen Dream... I, I appreciate the fact that he seems to be talented but he just mm-hmm. doesn't do a lot for me that's
0: fair and then war games is going to be the undisputed era all four of them versus ricochet war raiders and pete dunn all right so that sounds again, all right it's 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 going to be a good show i'm i'm excited about it um so, all right. So that was my answer to Glenn's email. Our next email comes from Jeremy, and the title is Old Man Shaking Fist at Clouds dot G-I-F.
1: It's really long. You want to read this one? Sure.
0: <laughs> Esteemed sirs. That's me. There are only two things I believe in. One, that pro wrestling is a work. Two. Two. That kayfabe in pro-wrestling should be preserved at all costs. And three, that Bret screwed Brett. Okay, so that's three things I believe in. One, that pro-wrestling is work. Two, that kayfabe and pro-wrestling should be preserved at all costs. Three, that Brett screwed Brett. And four, that everyone needs to know the unconditional love of a puppy. This is getting very Mighty pythonish. Four, four things I believe in. One, that pro wrestling is a work. Two, that kayfabe and pro wrestling should be preserved at all costs. Three, Brett, puppies, and triple-decker cage matches. Those are among the multitude of things I believe in. But the bit about kayfabe is the most important. And then he makes his font bigger to prove his point. I It ruffles my ring skirt when I see wrestlers breaking kayfabe. What hooks most of us on pro wrestling, no matter in what era we first got hooked, was that we believed we were see what that what we were seeing was real as it is the last stronghold of traditional pro wrestling in this country with millions of viewers each week i feel it is vitally important for the wwe to do anything and everything it can to maintain kayfabe more and more fans seem to get their chuckles off at of invisible hand grenades opponents in matches stopping for a mid-match conga line or some silly 10-person dance routine It's cheap comedy disguised as performance art more than it is professional wrestling. No one is there for the finish. No one is there for the resolution of a personal beef. No one is there to see the hero win the day, or the heel get what's coming to him. A fellow we all know has been known to say wrestling is at its best when it's unpredictable. But I say that wrestling is at its best when it's believable. When it comes to the future of WWE, and specifically growing the fan base, how much do you think WWE should police its wrestlers when it comes to maintaining kayfabe? Sent from my desktop computer, get off my lawn, Jeremy. That's a good email. A lot
1: of nice things to think about in there. Um, Yeah, like triple-decker cage matches. This makes me think of like a triple-decker cake.
0: It, imagine a, uh, a big... A Hell in a Cell mm-hmm. with a medium-sized Hell in the Cell on top of it, and then a small Hell in the Cell on top of that.
1: Imagine, if you will, a cake, and the bottom layer is chocolate, and the middle layer is also chocolate, and the top layer, chocolate, covered in chocolate.
0: It sounds delicious. Yeah. Yeah, I'd eat that. In, in the triple-decker cage match, you need to get from the bottom cage up to the middle cage, up to the top cage to retrieve the title and then make it all the way back down and out of the cage.
1: In the triple-decker chocolate cake, you have to take a fork and eat the entire thing. <sighs> no cake left behind is what I'm saying.
0: I <sighs> want some cake. Yeah, i would be good. Uh, but yes, uh, to get back to, to kayfabe, what what is your opinion on kayfabe in 2018
1: doesn't exist um everybody knows it's a work and even if even if they do a convincing job with the storylines it almost doesn't matter it's one of the reasons why for a long time and even still to some extent i'm a proponent of leaning into the reality of the situation, let people talk about how they're B plus players. Let them talk about how they're being held back by management. Let them, let them tell stories that seem real, because I think that's the only way that kayfabe can live is when it has f- it's one foot, at least straddled into reality.
0: Um, I think that's why Becky Lynch is working so well, right? Correct. Now because absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of what, and a lot of what she's saying is what I I truly believe she believes. Now, do I think she and Charlotte Flair are no longer best friends? No. But they're doing a very nice job of not...
1: And that's why I say having only one foot in there. Again, they are performers. There does Mm -hmm. have to be some suspension of disbelief. But, yeah, you have to tap into the emotions that the audience are feeling, and, and you have to give your character's Motivations that the audiences believe, and I yeah. think in this age of information, that's the only way to do it.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and again, like you know, people understood that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were best friends, but we still loved watching them beat the holy hell out of each other. Hell yeah. Time. Um, but at the same time, like you know, you had to believe that what Kevin Owens was going, you know, we've said this countless times, and you just said it yourself. There needs to be realism in wrestling. That's when realistic wrestling is best. This is a random thing, but Apollo Cruz is starting to get a very small kind of push. And they're calling him the human highlight reel. And I believe he went out and kind of had a small promo where he just was like, no one in WWE has yet to see what I am capable of. And I was like, thank you. Yep. Thank you for not just showing up and smiling. Thank you for being like, I might be the best athlete out of all of you. Uh, but I haven't had the chance to sh- prove it yet. So here I go. Great.
1: That sounds great.
0: So, you know, to get back to Jeremy's point, I, I understand that as a kid, you get hooked because you believe it's real. When Owen Hart, uh, you know, turned on his brother Brett, I was, forgive me, heartbroken. <laughs> um, I,
1: I, see, I, I see what you did there
0: <laughs> but uh, but you know now I just I, I want that I want it to be I want there to be more reality to it
1: yeah and the other so. thing is you know I think that's the happiest point to expand upon from this email but you know he also goes on to say you know no one is there for the finish no one is there for the resolution of a personal beef. And honestly, it's it's the thing I always rail about, and I already railed about it a little bit here. Uh, I don't think creative is doing their part. Nobody cares about the finish because nobody cares about most of the feuds. You know what I mean? If there was good storytelling, if there were good characters with good motivations then we would care about those finishes. But it's Mm -hmm. just not the norm. So lacking those things, of course you're going to turn to entertainment, whether that's conga lines or dance routines or whatever.
0: It makes perfect sense how we got where we are. We're in the world of YouTube. Are people going to watch, uh, you know the finish of a match on youtube or are people going to watch vince mcmahon going out onto our truth talk show and having a dance break but yes there's going to be a lot of people who go watch that and the the fact that you had this great feud between whomever and that wound up with this good payoff is less exciting to people and i'm always believe that people watch wrestling for different things. Some are interested in story. Some are interested in really good matches. Others are there for a laugh and wrestling needs to provide all of that. And I agree. They've kind of dropped the ball on the story, but I think that's by a design that we just don't happen to agree with.
1: Yeah. And and you brought up a great point. They are doing some pretty great things right now with Becky Lynch It's like, I don't want to paint with a broad brush. I mean, I just canceled the network, but I don't mean to say I canceled simply because the product is drek. Like, that's not what my cancellation is really about. It's just that right now my interests aren't really being held. I, Mm -hmm. I appreciate what they're doing with Becky Lynch, but again, while ostensibly I should be very interested in what's going on with her, you know... It's, it's not holding my attention because they spent two years making me not care about her you know what I mean so it's very difficult for me to just turn on a dime even if I love everything that's coming out of her mouth now mm-hmm.
0: I almost wonder there's no way this could work but I almost wish that wrestling could be an a la carte thing where you could be like these are the wrestlers that I care about I would like to see what they're doing. I don't want to see the rest. Sure. I want to see what Becky Lynch is doing. I want to see what Braun Strowman is doing. I want to see what Chad Gable and Bobby Roode are doing, which is a lie. No one wants to see that. (laughs) But I want to see what Samoa Joe is doing. And, you know, I don't know if there's a way you'd have to pay per person or what. But and again, I guess that's what fast forward is for. You just kind of skip to what you want to see.
1: Except – I really, I don't want to be that active of a participant in my entertainment. I know it sounds ridiculous. I I mean, I want to be active in that I want to watch it and I want to pay attention to it. But I don't want to be sitting there with my fast-forward button trying to Mm -hmm. guess when a segment's over, rewinding to go to the start, rehearing the last 10 seconds because I'm trying to get to the right spot. Like, I just, I don't want to do that. Sure.
0: The nice part is, with PlayStation View at least, when I'm fast-forwarding, like, I'm seeing... The almost like the thumbnails of what it is, so it's less guesswork. Yeah. But it is, it is a more, it is a more labor intensive approach. So for someone who wants to just sit on a couch, pull out their phone or their tablet and be doing something else while it's on in the background, it's not really that. You have to be in, you have to be actively doing it. Correct. So speaking of active, uh, our friend Mitchell Monroe was active, uh, posting, his holiday decorations. And he proceeded to email us uh, subject time, subject line Christmas time near or here. This is a longer one as well. Would you like me to read this one too? Absolutely. I decided to ruffle some feathers last week when I posted a picture of my Christmas tree already up in its glittery illuminated glory. In fact, it's been up since October 18th.
1: Fuck you, Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Before now, tru- Halloween?
0: <laughs> now, truth be told, this is by no design of my own, but reflects the desire of my holly jolly Christmas crazed bride. In my view, the Christmas season runs from Black Friday to New Year's Eve. We agree with that. I believe we said that yeah, on last sure. week's. Uh, which I know even that is enough to far exceed the 12 days of Christmas that Scrooge Quinch Matthews has lobbied for. Fair. That's true. You said Black Friday to New Year's Eve. I was saying the 13th to the 25th, and then get that crap out of my house. Um, But you never once criticized Doc's 31 Days of Shocktober. And I think the popularity of Christmas has merited at least a slight edge on Halloween's time slot. Okay, I, I understand
1: the point that he's making. But Shocktober is at least limited to the
0: month in which the holiday occurs. Well, and you're you're actively participating. Like, what are you doing once you put that tree up? Plus, that wasn't even a green tree. Wasn't it a silver tree? It could have been. It's our, I'm pretty sure yeah. it was a silver, one of those silver tinsel trees. Anyways. Anyways. But despite all that, uh-huh. I have begun to avoid being annoyed or upset by Yuletide festivities that predate my preferences, all through being married to the Christmas chestnut known as my bride. When we first butted heads over it, I just couldn't get past it. Trees in early November or even October? Movies and music, whatever time of year you feel like? That's anarchy, not a holiday. But the more I thought about it, I realized Christmas is just her thing. People have given me flack for loving Pokemon, House MD, even this podcast. Please, nobody knows you listen to this podcast. I mean, except for us, we've given you flack
1: for listening to this podcast, (laughs) but no one else has.
0: Because those are some of my things, and I hate when people get angry over that. Like, why does it bother you for me to get enjoyment out of something unless you do too?
1: Because we just love watching people be crushed.
0: No, it's also like you listening to a podcast, loving Pokemon, loving house, that is a private solitary thing. You're not putting up giant cutouts of Hugh Laurie all over your house but you you should oh man i would make that a holiday i would celebrate that (laughs) for more than 31 days miss. oh man so i've started realizing she's just a really big christmas fan and that's okay i'll still dispute her on when the season starts but if she wants to enjoy things out of season two well then more power to her as for my sanity i'll start thinking of november 1st as the preseason decorations will be up for scrimmage but they don't really count uh, way to throw a sports metaphor in there to confuse us at the end, Mitchell. I don't understand um, anything
1: he said after scrimmage. Uh,
0: scrimmage is a practice. So, uh, look, if you want to decorate when I, if you want to leave a holiday tree up all year round, you, you find you're happy, you do you. It's I mean, I know I told po- you
1: to go fuck yourself earlier in this email.
0: Yeah, but that was that was out of love. I could right. tell. Right, it really there, was. There was. I mean, I don't really care. Again, to DC's point, if it makes you happy. Yeah, but, but my thing is Christmas becomes such a – when I'm walking in the store and I'm seeing boxes and boxes of candy canes, thankfully there was no Christmas music. That's really what gets me. Is, is walking into, like... A, now, granted, I don't go to the mall. But walking into a store or what a shopping plaza... What is your plaza, problem, then? You're not going anywhere. Listening to the radio and hearing Christmas music uh, on...
1: Here's a, here's a quick fix for that one. Don't listen to the radio. It's terrible anyways.
0: Fair. I don't know. I just... I think what it is... The weekend after Thanksgiving was a big production of putting up Christmas decorations. I had to take part. I was actually we had an artificial tree. I was responsible for assembling it every year. So there was there was prime wrestling, socializing, video game time that I had to give up to to make merry and I resented it. I
1: think I think I know what the real problem is here, DC. The real thing is you know Mitchell started to hit on this You know, people gave him flack for Pokemon and house and all that. In your life, the only thing you've ever really loved is wrestling. Professional wrestling. And, frankly, the entire world has shunned you for this. So, your entire life has just been this one long Grinch session from everyone else due to the one thing that you actually love. And, and so so you're just lashing out at other people for the things they love. And that's okay. I understand you and I accept you. And I love you just the way you are. Why, thank you.
0: That's really all I'm looking for. Okay. Our next email comes from Danielle Sullivan. Subject line, and I approve of this subject line. Become a Patreon today.
1: Hey, guys. Well, I haven't really been writing ever. Why do I always give Danielle a stupid voice?
0: (laughs) I think it... I don't know. It became a thing, which is why I keep doing it. I think she is one of the longest running ones, and she did all the barista stuff, which we didn't have any understanding of, so I think it just became a thing that... Plus, she emails usually not last minute, but she emails like the day of. I have a barista question,
1: now that you mention it, and we've got Danielle here on the line, uh, Danielle, I was looking at my Starbucks app today because I can go on there and I can order a drink, uh, you know, to pick up mobile, um, which is great. But I, so I was looking at the featured drinks, and the eggnog latte is back. And admittedly, okay, we were just giving Mitchell flack for enjoying things in the holiday season, and I'm already talking about having some eggnog. But regardless, in the eggnog latte, um, it lists milk as an ingredient. So, like, it just... It it was my understanding that the eggnog latte used eggnog in place of the milk in a latte. But, when you go to the mobile app, and, and you know how you can configure different things there, it just lists milk. It doesn't actually list eggnog anywhere. And I can actually change the milk say, to soy milk, which is more in line with things that I actually drink today. So, if I were to order an eggnog latte and change the milk to soy milk, when I showed up to pick up my mobile order, would I actually have an eggnog latte with soy? Or what the hell would I have? That doesn't make any sense to me. Are they actually putting milk in there in addition to the eggnog, and they would just replace the milk with the soy, but there would still be eggnog in there? I need to know. And and I, Lord knows I'm not going to ask the person at the counter. I, 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 I'm ordering on my phone, for heaven's sake. I, I can't be bothered... Mm-hmm. To speak to you people. No, it's not that I can't be bothered. I just have this social anxiety about speaking. I
0: wish to walk in, grab my beverage, and walk out. Yes.
1: Uh, uh, I, I have I have great... Ang- this is actually not a lie. I have a good deal of social anxiety. Um, and, and speaking to people sometimes in those just is not my always my favorite thing.
0: Um, mm-hmm. Anyways. Do you ever have those moments where, like, it's the small talk, like, it's... You think you're about to get one question, so you prep your answer, and then they ask you something different, but you still give the answer that you've prepped. I
1: don't know that I've ever done that, actually given the answer that I've prepped, but certainly been thrown off.
0: So, like, you know, I see somebody in the hallway, and I'm like, they're going to ask, how was your weekend? And so I'm like, all right, it was pretty good. How about yours? And they're like, man, this weather. And I'm like, pretty good. Yours? Okay, I mean, I pro- yeah, you're right. I've probably done that. <laughs> and then you could stop and explain it, and see no, like- no, you just keep walking at that point. <laughs> yeah, you just yeah. So you're like, which which makes me look like more of an idiot, pretending it didn't happen, or so that's usually when I go and hide in either my classroom or the bathroom for ten or fifteen minutes until I'm sure that person has gone about their business. We're not that similar. Did. did- Danielle sent an email.
1: Well, I haven't really been writing every day. Behind on my word count since I've mainly focused on school right now, which is good. I love the names you guys picked last week, and I plan on using
0: them at some point. Stop. What name did you pick? Diego Vaquez. You have a much better memory than me. I think I picked somebody named Rufus, but I don't remember.
1: Yeah, Rufus Martin Williamson? (laughs) Oh, yeah. RMW. And then we went with yeah. uh Lily Heenan.
0: <laughs> I would not have picked like it would have taken me ten minutes to remember some of that.
1: Was it Lily? I think it was, it was. Lily. Yeah. Anyways. <clears throat> if only I could use them in my Iliad and the Odyssey term paper. I think you probably could, actually. If you if you just at the beginning, in your opening paragraph, you said Listen, I understand that the name of the author of th- these books is Homer. But for the rest of my papal, paper, I will be referring to them as Diego Vaquez.
0: <laughs> then, yeah. When Odysseus landed on the Isle of Heenan <laughs> and was turned into a pig.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you could get away with it as long as you just set up that equality early in your, uh, in your yeah. term paper.
0: Let's all assume that the Cyclops' name What's Rufus Martin Williams
1: <laughs> I don't actually recommend doing this but man
0: oh uh, man I do <laughs>
1: referencing my DDT questionnaire flashcard for today's questions one biggest flaw about your favorites wrestler my favorites wrestler so she's asking me to talk about the biggest flaw of your your wrestler because you're my favorite DC no I
0: think your favorite wrestler oh. Uh, what is Oscar's biggest flaw?
1: I, I, I mean, I don't really necessarily consider it a flaw, but it's the thing holding her back the most, and it's her inability to speak fluent, unbroken
0: English. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. That's, That's correct. Um, I was I was trying to think of my favorite wrestler.
1: What's your biggest flaw with Bo Dallas?
0: I knew that's, that's who I was going to go with. Um, the problem with Bo Dallas is that he is so good at being goofy. Yeah. That we, we have not been able to see the serious part of him that made him so good in NXT because he was goofy in NXT, but then had a serious side to him. And that was an interesting character. Now, as much as I love B team, B team, go, 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 that's all he is. Yeah and i don't know that he can recover from that uh number 2 unless of course he is saved by his brother
1: unless uh two favorite and least favorite musical hmm. what's your favorite musical
0: dc <sighs> the producers
1: that's an excellent answer
0: although the movie was better what not the not The Nathan Lane one. I will say... Gene Wilder.
1: I don't think the Nathan Lane, Matthew Broderick movie was very good at all. But I will listen to that soundtrack
0: on end. Yes. I own them both. Yeah. Um, The original is better. But uh, there are times that I enjoy putting it on, just kind of as background noise. Uh, But the producers is probably my favorite one. Um, My least favorite one... I don't know that I have a... Well, do I have a least favorite one? What's your favorite musical?
1: My favorite musical... I'm just going to go a little outside the box here, but because I enjoy it a great deal. because Am I going to say it's really my favorite out of all the classics that are out there? I I don't know. But um, I really do enjoy the Evil Dead musical. It's right up my alley. It's a lot of fun. It's good comedy. The songs are very good and humorous. I've seen it live... You know, being in the gore zone—it's the first couple mm-hmm. uh, rows. You know, you're wearing ponchos. It's—it's it's a quite a sight to behold. It's a lot of fun. If you—if ha- you have any interest at all in in horror or comedy, I would recommend at least trying to to find a recording of it somewhere because it's—it's it's a pretty fun show.
0: I will say, while I don't think it's bad, and I'm sure a lot of people love it. I probably watched my, my high school, between middle school and high school, perform Guys and Dolls like four times. Mm. I feel like every two or three years they did Guys and Dolls. Yeah. And by the time, now I didn't do musicals in, in school, but I saw it enough that I was like, this is terrible because I'm watching high schoolers try to do it. And it was just, so Guys and Dolls is probably the musical either that or West side story that Mm. I, I kind of cringe at the most, but again, I don't, I'm sure they're both very good.
1: Yeah. I mean, my least favorite musical is one that I know people love. Um, but I'm not, I've never been a big fan of rent. Um, I don't know if it's just because I can't, I, I've had a very privileged life and I have difficulty identifying with the characters. Maybe that's part of it, but like, I've never particularly liked any of the songs or the music. I just I never found any of it particularly catchy, and you know the other thing is I, I also kind of I think, as you can probably tell from The Evil Dead is, and, other, and other things, I really do in my entertainment enjoy elements of the fantastic. And Rent is mm-hmm. so grounded in in just a, a regular reality, reality that it it just doesn't appeal.
0: I also think Rent came to to prominence kind of in an era where like we were flooded with it. Yeah. Like, I had kids, again, this was probably in high school, who were like, oh, my God, rents the story of my life. And I'm like, you grew up on a farm. Shut your face. Yeah. It's not your life. Right. I didn't know what AIDS was for the first four years of it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Not AIDS, but the musical. I was like, "I somebody's <laughs> sick. Okay, that's really bad.
1: <laughs> well, in fairness, you probably didn't know what AIDS were for the first four years of your life also. That's also true. I mean,
0: yeah, but uh, but yeah, I some of the songs are good. I don't mind Rent. Uh, Mrs. Matthews tends to like it, so it mm, I, mm. I I enjoy parts of it. But um, but yeah, that was a good question. Bonus question: Danielle's always. I would know? love to have a DC and Doc Talk sweater. That's not a question. Let <laughs> me know
1: if you guys will make one. <laughs> also I haven't felt not a the question. need to buy wrestling merchants. I sewed them all into a massive
0: blanket. Cheers, Danielle sentences um
1: well it was a bonus question so the fact that it's not quite
0: I d- a question is fine because it was it was really just a bonus that's true I don't know that um they make sweaters they might I'll look into it
1: <laughs> all right because I'm, I'm in the business of making merchandise for one person to purchase. So, I mean, in fairness to date, only one person has bought the beefcake shirt. So, That is true. Yeah. All right. Uh, next email comes in from Che, and it's called Challenges. Good evening, gentlemen. After watching Shane McMahon overcome the challenge of Ziggler to become the best in the world. What are some of the biggest challenges you have had to overcome in your lives? Oh, my God. Either professional or personal. Hope you're both keeping well. All the best. Che sent for my Samsung Galaxy smartphone.
0: Che gets deep. Deep. Um. hmm. Personal and professional challenges.
1: My greatest professional challenge has been earning my Ph.D. Yeah. That was a giant pain in my ass. Yeah. And looking back on it, I don't know if I would do it again. If I could go back and do it over again. However, um, ultimately, I overcame and uh, it's done. So there you go.
0: How close did you come to stop it?
1: Honestly, never. Only because I'm stubborn and quitting... Was is just not in my nature. Once I've started something, mm-hmm. I tend to have to finish it. Um, sure. But at, at some point, not quitting, not cutting your losses, I think, is also a failure in some ways. Mm-hmm. So...
0: I, yeah, but I don't think you came close to that sort of thing.
1: No, I suppose not.
0: Um... Let's see. Professional challenge. I I spent a good portion of my time thinking I was going to be a middle school teacher. And, and the one job that uh, was available to me was teaching what some would call lower elementary. And uh, I had no idea whether or not I could do that. And it took me a long time to stop treating these poor seven year olds like they were twelve. Yeah. And I would I would give this assignment and I thought it would be great and they would not be able to do it and I would get really upset. And thankfully there were people who were in my room who once they got to know me could be like, No seven year old could do what you're asking them to do. And I'd be like, Oh let me let me let me change it. (laughs) And all of a sudden it got easy. Yeah. Sure. So so yeah, trying trying to figure out that has has been a challenge. Um uh, personal challenges. Let's see, what's a personal challenge that I can actually talk about? Um hmm. would you like to go first on this score? Or do you just want to do professional challenges? I mean my
1: personal challenge, my greatest personal challenge was probably not murdering you when I lived with you. I know we're great friends now, but there were times. Early
0: on, especially. Yeah, well once we were able to unite against <laughs> like whatever the names of the people we lived in that apartment on campus with
1: yeah yeah i it mean i don't know if we've really talked about it too much on the shows i mean i know we did on dc and doc Talk, we did an origin story at some point but again those episodes are lost to the world when we first met each other before we were roommates
0: we did not like each other no we 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 just we when we did the – when I did the little recap thing for episode 149 or 150, we say it very early on. You know, I, I say we didn't like each other the first few months and you chime in with I'm not sure I like you now.
1: <laughs> True. True.
0: <laughs> and so I I do think that's, that is a, a – oh. in, in terms of
1: – No, go ahead. Keep yes. going. Go ahead.
0: I think in terms of this – personal slash professional relationship. I do think we are in many ways similar. So I do think there are times where one or both of us, probably both of us are just like, you know what? For the next five minutes, but maybe 50 years. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Forgive me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> actually, Forgive me for
0: cursing. In terms of but, personal
1: challenges, I think in some ways this podcast was a personal challenge because um, I mean, obviously, we 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 have a rapport, we have a chemistry, t- t- where I think we're, I, I don't know, I think we can talk to each other at least, and hopefully, some people enjoy listening to it. Apparently, not very many people
0: enjoy listening to it,
1: but but you know, but some the people, people who do.
0: do, the people who do, are passionate about it, and I appreciate yeah. that.
1: But um, I think, especially early on, because you know, like we always talked about. Would, would, you know, most podcasts fail before the first 40 episodes? And I would guess it's probably carried beyond the first 40. So I say early on, but at 150, anything less than like 80 is probably early on. Um, I think I had to balance my, my, I don't think I did a good job of balancing myself. Because obviously for the show, I'm trying to amp things up a little bit. I'm trying to be a little bit more of a bastard than I really am. But that's but you know me, and that's that sort of is how I I act,
0: anyways. You are really you are really one of the nicest bastards I've ever met.
1: Yeah, but I do I I admit that sometimes, f- frequently, even I say things that maybe are pushing the line. I, I a lot of my humor, especially when I was younger, I, I you could describe me as a bit of an edge lord. You know, trying to be on the edge, trying to be. Trying to be out there and pushy. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was funny to try to get a reaction from people. Um, I am less that way now, although I am 100% that way with Mrs. Manson still. <laughs> she hates it. Um, but but beyond that. It's so true. Yeah. But on the podcast, I think I was still doing that, and I probably even amped it up a bit because I thought it was interesting and I thought it was entertaining. Sure. And I don't know, like, there was, there was one point where you came to me, and I think you said that, like, you know, Mrs. Matthews had been listening to us record, and I think you came to me and said something along the lines of, you know, she said to me, why do you let him talk to you that way? And in my head, I was like, oh, fuck her. Like, it's, well, you know, I'm just, I'm playing a character, she should understand that I'm just trying to do it for laughs and ha-has and whatnot. But at the same time like no no you're still even if we are playing characters to an extent here you still are a human being you still do have feelings if i'm saying things that are offending you in some way i don't get to just say oh i did it for the show <laughs> you know what i mean like it's it's not it's not a fair um that's not a fair way to get get a, get out of jail free you know what i mean it's not a fair way to play mm-hmm. that card and you know, I, I'm not. I'm maybe a little embarrassed that it took me more than thirty years on this earth to 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 learn that lesson.
0: Um, no, but especially because there are plenty of people who never learn that
1: lesson. I guess, but I, I do think, as, uh, in terms of a personal, you know, challenge, getting getting over myself and my inclinations there in some way is probably. One of the most difficult things I've ever had to do because honestly, I still fall into that very easily. Mm-hmm. It's just my nature. Mm-hmm. It's, you know.
0: Can I tell you, I am really disappointed that when AOL Instant Messenger was a thing, that your name wasn't Edgelord. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Forgive me. Maybe this is one of my personal things is like you're, you're exposing yourself and you're, you're, you're bearing your soul a little bit. And I'm just like, let me just make the joke to try to lighten the mood. Because I do, I do think there, there were some times where, you know, I, I understand that I, one of my default positions is to often make myself the butt of the joke. And I will, I will, I will sacrifice a little dignity for comedy. And I think a lot of people do that. I think uh, that's self-deprecating kind of humor, of, I think, is very the, common. The, that's kind of unlike what Tall Guy once said, where he said self-defecating We never let him live that down. Of course not. It was one of the greatest lines of all time. Um, <laughs> do you remember the time when he approached the group and, he,
1: like, it was a revelation where he was like, Guys, guys, the name works because it's a word and it's an acronym. <laughs> And we all just looked at him, and we're like, what the fuck do you think we've been talking for the last three fucking hours?
0: I guess he just thought it was a nice idea. Oh, I, I don't know. I think it was the
1: same night that he said self-defecating. I'm pretty sure that's the same.
0: I don't know. For whatever reason, I remember him saying it on, like, a racquetball court, but... That might have been like the second time. He might have done it multiple times. It's very it possible. Was just like seriously, that's not what that word means. Very possible. Um But yeah. So, but th- there were some times where where you did kind of cut a little close to to my to my kind of fleshy underbelly. Sure. And uh, sure. You know. So and, and to your credit, I will say to your credit, I approached you. I did expect you to kind of tell us, uh, to go screw off. Uh, but you were very, you were, you were open. You, you were apologetic and you have been, a, uh, just a delight. <laughs> Thanks. Since, I appreciate it. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. It's, it, it really did kind of change, uh, the dynamic. Yeah. Um, you know, since, since you were kind of honest and open, I will be, I, I am a very paranoid person. And uh, I am a very kind of. It is very difficult for me to look beyond myself and my own kind of general needs and things. I try to be a considerate person, but a lot of that is so I want people to go. He's a considerate person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look at him doing that. Yeah. He paid. He paid for breakfast for the New Age Insiders. I'll mention that on the podcast. <laughs> and he'll feel good about himself. Is that? Oh, um, that's paranoid per se, though. No, no, but it, but it's, it's so being in an, an actual like adult relationship uh, was very difficult. Like early on in my relationship with Mrs. Matthews, we had gotten into some sort of disagreement or a fight, and um, I ended it. Truth be told uh over AOL instant messenger cuz I'm a classic guy. Um <laughs> maybe you should have been and- Edge Lord. <laughs> <laughs> um and it was one of those things that I was just like honestly in my head I was just like we, we had a fight. Like we had a we had a disagreement. Uh it it didn't it turns somewhat ugly but it didn't end you know, with me winning or any of that sort of thing. So that must be the end of it. And so when Mrs. Matthews and I actually talked about it, which was only like a week or so afterwards, and she was like, I just don't understand what happened. And I was like, well, we had a fight. She honestly had to be like, are you that dumb that you don't understand? People have fights. That that's, that's how it works. And you just like you, you work past that and i honestly was like oh <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and um and and so you know to, to her to her ever loving credit she has been ridiculously patient with with that kind of thing and i'd like to believe i have made great strides we've been together now for 13 years or so so obviously something is working but um but that was very difficult because i had to kind of like start thinking about like, I didn't, couldn't put myself first anymore. I had to consider us as a nuclear group as opposed to just me and not my strength. Hello, Oscar. How are you? Loud, apparently. He was in there. He was crawling. He was, he was you know, doing his thing, walking around in there. So, uh, Che, thank you for the very, you know, thought provoking question. We appreciate that kind of thing. That's, that's the kind of thing that's going to really make us, that's going to make us take off. Oh, yeah. That's how we're going to reach the next plateau. <laughs> of like 20 people who listen.
1: Okay. Even in your wildest finally, dreams where you're taking off, you're still looking to the next plateau.
0: Our our final email comes from I'm going to call him Rob. Yep. Uh the 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 email comes from somebody else, but he's look at that signature. My goodness. He's got his Twitter there, he's got his Instagram there, a voicemail number, a Skype number, an actual mailing address.
1: I don't even understand how to read the stuff above that. That part of the signature. There's like three different names or something. What is, yeah, I don't know. Is R slash S like regards
0: or is that? I would assume so. Or reply soon. I don't know. Anyways. Or maybe it's Rob slash other name. That could be. I'm confused. (laughs) His email is hello. I've
1: seen your call to action about sending emails to the show. Even now as I type down these words, I'm imagining Doc reading this in his iconic email reading voice.
0: I also Bonus remember Bonus points for the using two time. eyes and iconic. What? Sorry. Bonus points for him using two eyes and iconic. Hell yeah. I also remember the last time
1: I sent in the email, I leaned over on DC in the praise department. For that, I apologize. I'm kind of doing a Ronald Reagan here. You
0: both are. I was going to say this doesn't really sound like Casey. I've Kasem. lost Casey Kasem. <clears throat> <clears throat> okay, okay. <clears throat> long distance, long distance dedication. Dedication. You both are the there most awesomely
1: awesome awesomeness to ever awesome and awesome. Other than to give you both praise, I wanted to know what do you? Li- I'm still not quite doing it, man. What do you no, listen? It's better. <laughs> what? It's better. What do you listen for when you listen to wrestling podcasts? Or do you even listen to other wrestling podcasts outside the NAI bubble? Thank you both once again for all you do and keep up the good work. That was kind of it.
0: All right. Well, so B Rob, the random ramblings with Rob podcast. Uh, Check it out if you haven't yet. Uh, I think we've both said that we don't listen to wrestling podcast. I listen to NAI pod sometimes. Um I've listened the last couple of weeks. They were interviewing uh, Chase Del Monte this week. Forgive me if you're an NAI person listening. Um, I, I didn't care. I don't really know who Chase Del Monte is. I didn't want to hear any more talk about Crown Jewel, so I decided not to listen. But I don't think you listen to any wrestling
1: podcasts. No, I don't. Back in the day, I used to listen to, like, um, it was a short-lived wrestling podcast. I think it was called We Want Wrestling with Dave Lagana. Um, but he then got a job. It was...
0: Is that a former writer? Yeah. Was he a writer for WWE? He was a writer for, for
1: WWE? WWE, and then he went on to be a writer, I think, for Ring of Honor, or production Ring of Honor, yeah. and then he went on to be a writer yeah. for Impact Wrestling. Um, so his podcast didn't last very long, but I enjoyed it because it was a lot of behind the scenes from a guy who didn't really seem like he was at all interested in working for that company again. So sure, it was just a it's sort of a fun, different perspective, and... That was before there were a lot of these other podcasts that, that do that. You know, like Stone Cold's got his show now. Lillian Garcia's got her show. And don't get me wrong. I tried listening to Stone Cold's
0: show, but it's a lot of monologues. And I, I just – I remember listening to him talking about – I listened to a couple of them. And then I, he was talking about washing dishes and how if your wife tells you you got to put the elbow grease in, you got to put the elbow grease in. And I went, I don't know who this is. But I'm not listening to the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast anymore, because you know the character of Stone Cold I don't see scrubbing pots and pans. Yeah, so
1: I don't know. So none of them have really ever held my attention, and yeah, I, I just uh, I don't I don't really listen to any of them.
0: So so my thing is, I have a hard time listening to like Jr. or Jericho or all of that. Because they all have an agenda. Um, Jr. For a while, maybe it's different, and understandably so. He lost his wife; he's not with W. Was just bitter. It was just like listening to him. I could, I, you could just feel the the bitterness on it. Jericho is too busy, kind of self promoting, and again, that's something he needs to do. I like the interviews. Like I listened to a bunch of the Edge and Christian show; that was good. I liked the interviews, but then I got distracted, and it failed to keep my attention. So. And then when it comes to other wrestling podcasts, like non-wrestling people, there are some of them that are very good. Uh, And there are a great number of them that are insanely hard to listen to.
1: I will say, while I don't actively listen to the New Age Insiders, I do think that the three guys there at the core have a good chemistry and rapport they talk to yeah. each other well they make interesting points they all have sort of different perspectives um so while i don't actively listen i do think that they put on a good show and i i've always i always enjoyed the connect discuss and be heard angle when they were really trying to to engage the audience the community and they'd even just have like the feedback call-in shows that were nothing but Um, You know, we're taking calls from fans.
0: I don't even know if they still do those shows. They do the post-pay-per-view shows. So, like, after Survivor Series, they will go live at 11, 12 p.m. and have a call-in show. I always have a hard time with that because, again, the people who call in, the audio is a little less great just because they're on a phone usually. and. A lot of them are just like, oh, uh, I, I didn't like this, and this sucked. This part was pretty good, but uh, yeah, I'd get, gi- I, I, I'd give it a C And I'm like, I don't care what you think about the <laughs> wrestling show.
1: Yeah, no, I guess, but I um, still, I liked that. I liked that movement and that 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 attempt. It's a nice to idea.
0: Engage. I th- I, th- I I
1: always thought that was a noble, good idea.
0: Yeah, I I feel like lately a lot of wrestling fans, at least on Twitter, and I assume it trends into their podcasts are just negative even jason as much as i love him um was just supremely negative about wwe to the point where i was like dude just stop watching i know you have a major wrestling podcast about wrestling and you feel like you need to watch it but it's not doing you any favors like just take a break. Find, find something else. I even, I think, encouraged them to just do a week or two where you talk about every other wrestling promotion. Sure. Like tell people what's out there. You're, you're saying yourself, we said this early, an hour and a half ago when we started this show, that, um, you know, you're looking for these other things, these other wrestling avenues to watch. Take some time on this big platform the New Age Insiders have and, promote some of those things. Here's where you can watch Shakara. Here's where you can watch Kaiju Big Bang. I mean,
1: again, their their private Twitter message couldn't handle all their Patreons. Uh, I, admittedly, I have no idea what your costs are. I, this is me just talking out of my ass. Don't get take offense to this, guys. Not that you're listening. But if you were... Edgelord.
0: Lord incoming. Yeah, right. Lord.
1: <laughs> but, you know, take some of that money and subscribe to a few of these other networks and give them some time and, and just see where it goes. They
0: subscribe to New Japan. And, and they do, to their credit, they do get the ring of honor pay-per-views and such. But, um, but yeah. So, so what I'll say to Rob is I would like to find, cause I do have, I don't have 28 podcasts like mags and bags, but, um, I would like to find a podcast or two about wrestling that I actually enjoy. So my challenge to the besties out there is send me some that you think are actually pretty good. Uh, if you want to send me your own and self promote, that's fine. But, uh, I would be more interested if you send me ones that actually have nothing to do with you. And it's just what you listen to and you've, you know, what we enjoy. So ideally, I'd like something kind of like that. Not as good as us, but maybe something kind of like us wouldn't be bad. So. If you have podcast recommendations send them to us on for Twitter. It's a, it's a show them.
1: called uh, DDT. Uh, it, it's these two guys very similar I, to ourselves and
0: I download it every week. It is one of the one of the wrestling podcasts that I uh, that I subscribe to. If I download it and then I remove the download but then I download it again, does that count twice? Probably. So if I sat here just all day Remove download, download, remove download, I mean, download, download, if seeing a number go our, up
1: would make you happier in some way. I, I could boost our numbers. I mean, to what purpose? I don't know. But I suppose you could, yes.
0: All right. Uh, we've passed the 90-minute mark. This, I think this has been an excellent show, despite the fact that we were both seen <laughs> when you called, we both seemed very – kind of just low energy i think this has actually been a really good show so give me a piece of positivity what's going what's going well in doc manson's world that'll help us get through the week uh 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 sorry i say that i ask uh, you this every uh, single uh. week
1: yeah but now i don't have something easy to go to um that's true I'm a, I'm a, no actually i do have something easy to go to because we talked about it on the show i canceled the wwe network dc <laughs> That's.
0: I'm glad that that brings you joy.
1: But the reason why it brings me joy again is not necessarily out of any ill will or hate. I I'm not swearing off the WWE forever. In this particular no. case, I know I'm going to be back. I know as soon as it's getting to be Royal Rumble season, I'm going to be back in there mm-hmm. checking it out. But I'm sort of excited right now just to just to see what else is out there. You know, I, I was I was literally on the internet today. Looking at kaijubigbattle.com, I was at chikara.com. I learned about Chikaratopia, their 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 streaming app. Uh I am I am looking forward to finding something new, and I don't know what that is yet, but I I'm looking forward
0: to the hunt, I guess. I think that's great. Sometimes finding you're happy is the joy comes in the finding. It's all about the Not journey. Necessary. Exactly. Yeah. Um don't stop see. believing. Zack. I do like Journey. Uh, well, uh what was I gonna go for? I had something and then I lost it. Come uh, on, oh, DC, you okay. only
1: ask yourself this every alpha song.
0: Yeah, but you're right. Like without watching wrestling, <laughs> I don't have a lot to fall back on. Um Conan O'Brien, who I've always really enjoyed, uh is changing his show. He's moving from an hour-long talk show on TBS to a half an hour. He's kind of abandoning the traditional talk show format to do more of like a variety show. Uh, but he also has a podcast, and I forgive me if I've mentioned this, he's starting a podcast called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Okay. And it's just going to be him interviewing people. Um, but from, from the two... He's posted like... Two teasers. One came out today. I think the first official show drops on the nineteenth. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. I've always liked Conan O'Brien, and I've liked—I don't like his interviews, but the remotes he does, the kind of, you know, just him being goofy with people is always entertaining to me. So I'm I'm looking forward to that and seeing. What I that's do.
1: About. I also enjoy Conan O'Brien. So uh, although I have not watched him in years. So
0: no, I watched I watched him when he took over the Tonight Show for a while. I'll I'll check out bits and stuff like I liked his Clueless Gamer. Yeah, the series Clueless Gamer series was a
1: fun thing to look up on YouTube.
0: So you know I enjoy that. So that's kind of that that been good. Otherwise, I, I've been playing Fortnite and just I'm not good and I don't feel like I'm getting. I
1: any want better. <laughs> to play video games again, but like there's just nothing that I want to play.
0: So what I did is I sent out a tweet. Um, because I'm realizing that we're getting close to the holiday season. Games are going to be cheaper. And rather than, like, I could get Red Dead Redemption 2 and probably really enjoy it, but I was listening to a podcast where they were drafting video games and hearing them kind of talk about some great video games, like the Mass Effect games. I never played any of those. The Uncharted games, I never played any of those. So I sent out a tweet and just said, hey, what are some great... PlayStation kind of classic games that you really liked. I got so, one uncharted. What
1: you is play it? Skyrim?
0: I love that. <laughs> my favorite game. Uh, but so far, and I made a list of course, uh, uncharted has gotten a couple of votes. The last of us has gotten a couple of votes. Grand theft auto five, which I would love to play, except I feel dirty playing. I it actually, I actually think just, you, you could play it. Um, I would literally just drive around and go skydiving. Well, like I would, I would do a lot of that. The thing sort is,
1: of a lot of that stuff, which was very easy to do in Grand Theft Auto Three through Vice City, San Andreas, they, there's a Ludo narrative dissonance that has been introduced into that series. As a what? Yeah, <clears throat> look it up. <laughs> there, there. It's, it's. Um, those that series has become increasingly more more narrative focused and and I would say that in terms of you know video games that are attempting some sort of cinematic elements whether in presentation and so forth I would say that that the Grand Theft Auto games especially 4 and 5 go the closest to recreating a cinematic experience in video game format as any have and so I actually think it becomes because of what I said before was ludonarrative dissonance. Ludonarrative, um, I'm looking this up because I, I wasn't really sure how to explain it, but it refers to the intersection of of, of video game elements or gameplay with the narrative elements. And it's commonly sure. used in the term ludonarrative dissonance because you, a lot of times, and this was very, very prominent in those early Grand Theft Autos, The things that you would actually do because the gameplay was fun, you know, driving around, doing stunts, doing the skydiving, is directly at odds with the amount of disbelief that you need to be invested in the serious story that they're trying to tell in the story missions, right? I would say, though, that they actually, in 4 and more so in 5, have leaned so hard into the stories that they're trying to tell that it almost disincentivizes you from doing those things that you think you would do based off of your memories of playing the earlier games. Um, I actually think those are excellent, excellent narrative games. They have a bad rap because of their history. You know, oh, beating up hookers and stealing... Ca-. Like, yeah. but, like, I honestly think that it, when you look for video games with compelling adult storytelling, I don't think you can do better than the games that Rockstar has been churning out since Hmm. part four. So I would actually maybe highly recommend those.
0: I love the, I I like the idea that the story is actually told with multiple characters and you can switch between them. I find that interesting. Um, I would love a game like this where you could go skydiving or like you can randomly play golf and all of a sudden you're playing a golf game inside of the grand theft auto game. Um, I would love that without, you know, without the story, like God of war, the new version, um, I watched it over a vacation just on YouTube. Uh, and I, I feel like I got enough out of it that I have no need to ever play the game. So it was suggested a bunch, but I don't ever want to play it because I've seen the story. They did a lot of the stuff and I I got it. I felt like it was almost more of a cinematic experience than than a gaming experience. So, you know, the, the leader right now is Horizon Zero Dawn, which I don't know a lot about. It's supposed to be but, good. Uh, I'm going to I'm just going to take this list and when I go Black Friday shopping or what have you, I'm going to just see what's out there and if there's something cheap I'll pick it up. I've got the game Watch Dogs which was supposed to be good. I haven't even put it in Mixed yet. Reviews, I've got but... The Witcher. Th- I've got The Witcher 3 which I played through most of. I should go through and play that again. So but right now I'm just trying to kill people and failing miserably. Yeah. Fortnite, which I suppose is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh well all right, ladies and gentlemen. This is the longest episode we've recorded in quite some time, and I can tell, because I really have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Let's hear it for Blas. Uh, anything else you would anything else you would like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that good night? If you'd like to have your thoughts right on the air, you can do so by sending a message to
1: podcast at ddtwrestling.com. If you'd like to listen to all the other 150-some-odd episodes of this show, as well as episodes of The List, you can do so by going to your podcast directory of choice, such as iTunes, the Google Play Store, Spotify, or by going to ddtpod.com. And finally, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, and how could you? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash Wrestling to send a small financial donation to DC and Doc so that we can keep the lights on and keep this podcast a rolling into the long future.
0: You've gotten very good at that. Thanks. Oh, you've gotten very good. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at The DC Matthews. And until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie?